Uh, meanwhile, teams like Philadelphia, the Eagles, are you know losing coordinators. Uh, they've got decisions to make on on uh, on players and whatnot. It is a Tuesday edition. Happy Valentine's Day! Before the whatever it is that's coming, it's coming through. And I think with our region, uh, Brad and Derek, uh, I think everybody's going to get a little. We know one thing: the common denominator in this baby, wind. Yeah, that's oh, what we we're going. Lots to of wind. Lots just, of wind. Uh, just how much snow is in the recipe. It kind of depends where you're. Uh, Did I hear the world? Where you're located. Tallest meteorologists say that wind speeds could touch. Uh, start with a four or possibly a five. Correct. Yep. Yep. It could happen, but this is where we live. We've been. I mean, relatively speaking, I hope I don't jinx it. It's been a pretty a mild winter. Not I mean, bad. We, well, we got we got through January pretty unscathed. Yeah, I was telling somebody that the other day too. I said, you know, December was rotten. December was horrendous. Yeah, and uh, January was fine. And actually, you know, this one's going to be this will be up and gone by right. probably tomorrow afternoon. And and <laughs> it'll be a pain in the butt. But <laughs> yeah. Here's, Here's why we need it because uh, you know Brad's knowing this because he's been behind that board looking up and this game's moved up and this one's moved up to four up and this game has moved up. That's what's oh, going yeah. on. You've got wrestling on both sides of the border uh, that are happening. So uh, lo and behold, got some folks coming into Fargo, I'd imagine, for leaving tomorrow wrestling so, tournament. Yeah, and you know? I think I got to be as quite as nasty out west, so I think we'll be all right. I've got a for that. I've got a great question for you today for the text club. Okay, and uh, it's it's uh, it's it's Valentine's Day. So here it is. I'm thinking about it as I'm speaking now. Here it is. You are you are in your vehicle, Derek. You drive that Maserati or the uh, the uh, Toyota Sienna minivan. That's it. That I ro- drove today, today. You're in the Toyota Sienna minivan. Yeah. The dogs minivan. Before the dogs are not here, the dogs van. I call it. And you're gonna pick her up. And I'm using her. Yeah. And and for ladies tuning in, uh, maybe you're driving and you're going to pick. Him up. Yep. I'll give you one song that sets the going out for Valentine's Day mood. Mm. Your one song as the you, you open the door like a Bronx tale, you know, maybe you open the door for her, locks the door from the other side. Remember that's a great movie if anybody's seen it. Uh and then 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 now you're taking off and it's this mood setting song. The one song that sets the mood in that vehicle. Brad, you've been married 31 years. I've been married uh, 13 years. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was a little, little flipped flip, flip over there. Yeah, It'll be 14 in June, so I had to think about it. Actually, I got engaged on this day 15 years ago. How about that? Yep. And a two-year uh, a JV game kind of courtship? Uh, yeah. Uh, before the varsity hit? Well, let's see. We dated, I think you're now. It was about a year before we got engaged, and then, yeah, I think it was about a little over a year after that we made it official. I've got mine, and, and to each their own, um, but I think this is a, it's got to be a top four mood setter Yeah, in that scenario. Two live crew? Right. <laughs> Motley crew? Uh, by the Beastie Boys called Funky Monkey. <laughs> funky. <laughs> or what was it? <laughs> Or funky brass co- monkey, brass, brass monkey, monkey. Yeah, funky, funky monkey. It was brass monkey yeah. by the Beastie Boys. Yeah. That's Actually, a lot cleaner than anything by Two Live <laughs> That's my move. Well, depending on where you're going, That's I guess true. maybe that would work. Uh, mine is, and I'll throw it on. You guys don't have to have yours now, but you can text yours to three five two seven. All your moods. By the way, I went over and I was hanging with Lee Pazika today at Sweet Dreams a little bit. See, that's what put me. How is Lee? I'm yeah. oh, doing fantastic. We, we um, listens religiously. Yeah, guys, we uh, stopped in there because uh, the kid likes to. 
go buy some treats he once in a while. That. And yeah, and uh, yeah, they had a nice visit with he's him. Got a, so. He's got a great shop. He's expanded it, and, and a small business owner that I absolutely champion in our in our neighborhood. Here's mine, Peter Gabriel. In your eye. Yeah, there you go. That's a nice one. Yeah? is that it's, Say it, anything, yeah. It's a good one, right? You're not going to... It made holding up a, you know... And it's, I think in 2003, if you stood outside your girlfriend's window <laughs> with be, a boombox, you'd, you'd be, be arrested, arrested quickly <laughs> <laughs> and make a front page of KFTO.com. from our newsroom would be on the horn. God, we better get someone over to cover this. Some doofus is standing it's outside with a... In a trench coat. A 19... a gray... <laughs> That's exactly... <laughs> I mean, when, when you look at You're it exactly now. Right. Don't make me cough. I'm just trying to get my voice back, Derek. Don't I mean, make me cry. I mean, there's some stuff you could do in the 80s. You just can't do it now. No, no, that's no. A, maybe that should have been the one of them. That list is question. continuing to grow by day. <laughs> Dude, we're holding a box. Whoever has one of those anymore. Well, there's some millennials coat. and Gen Z's going, what in the yeah, hell they don't are know. they talking are you, about? Say, who Rents, are these people Say talking? anything. Could you get say anything on, on Hulu, what are, any Netflixes or anything like that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I think so. I, uh, but that's still my song, In Your Eyes uh, by a Peter good song. Gabriel. That's a good song. Starts yeah. out slow, you know, kind well, of sets it, the mood. Right, I think for a lot of us who grew up in like the late 80s, 80s, early 90s, love song by Tesla is kind of with that, oh, that long 90-second yeah. kind of build yeah. up. To that's a good one. Jeff Keith actually opened up his lyrics. So, <sighs> yeah. When you were going to engage mm-hmm. on this date 15 years ago, yeah. uh, what were you dropping in the old 8-track? <laughs> I don't even remember now. <laughs> I remember there was a when I was working at another station in town, and I used to spin tunes on Saturday mornings. Right. And uh, there was... An old song by the association called "Never My Love," and I played that one time. Oh yeah, that's about that's like late '60s, I think. But ah, uh, the association sing uh, "Windy." They Everyone did. knows it's, it's they did. Windy. They did. All right, so there's my hard hitting uh, question for today: uh, that uh, your mood setting song. We have some responses. Oh, we do. <laughs> do any of them beat uh, Brass they, Monkey? Yeah. <laughs> Brass Monkey, just barely. Tom Jones, she's a lady. Mm. Melt with you by modern English. Oh, modern good. English, yeah. and it's a little more upbeat. Yep. Yeah. Moving forward, da, 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 yeah, right, I used right. to play that at Rock Red. Derek, yeah. you must have played that a couple times in the uh, day. No, that that one didn't really cut. That was kind of more of a kind of more of what we have on. You know, I think on the kind of these. Like what Jack kind of plays something. That texture. Yeah, there you go. Melt with you if that's the Our mood sister set. station. Jack one hundred one nine. Yeah, does that. That's a great the station song. I worked at was more. Uh, you know, much more Pink Floyd. Rob, <laughs> right. And Rob uh, Halford. ACDC. Yeah. yeah. I watched the history of Kiss last night on Reels. Yeah, you a, and I were both watching the same admit, thing. See? I, Judas Priest then into yes. Kiss, right? Yeah. Yep. We got, we got <laughs> caught up in the same thing. Fantastic. I get stuck on those and I can't turn I off. I know. I know. It's kind of like the old behind the music VH1 days. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, so there you go. So Are there any of those that. songs, though, I mean, from that era where you were spinning discs or, you know, were you doing cart? Music. Well, yeah, but I had, I had records at KDSR in Williston yeah. first, uh, where, where a girl on a horseback wearing a on horseback wearing a Walkman leaned over off her horse to request a song in my window. That's how Daddy started. Rick. That is <laughs> wow. That's the true story. That is a great Western North Dakota story. It, it really is. Would you really play? And I'm break. looking up, and I got a horse out there, and a woman, and a girl on a horse, and I'm like, yeah. Was okay. she pretty? I, it was so dark Something out. Something out of a music video. <laughs> you talk about a trench coat yeah. holding up a boombox. Right. I'm on a horse out <laughs> back here, dark station. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
We didn't even have that in Lisbon. Yeah. So. <laughs> and believe me, the radio station was right. It was it was between the liquor store and the bar. So they always to the one texture. Yeah. If you're dropping Tom Jones, that's yeah. going to be a heck of an evening, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's going to be you're a, cutting. You're you're just getting right after. Yeah, you're just you're not wasting any time. That is going to be a heck of an evening. Uh, a lot of movement in the NFL quickly. Uh, so the Colts have hired Shane Steichen. Uh, so there's a, there's a change on that. Ted Munkin uh, leaves Georgia. Uh, as the OC to take the Ravens' offensive coordinator job, huh. and uh, Jim Caldwell back on uh, as a senior assistant now to the uh, Carolina Panthers. So uh, good for him. I always thought he got shafted at Detroit. One hundred percent. Frank Wright going to say, "I need. Let's go. Yep. Let's let's get this." Because Caldwell, he got replaced by the bearded guy, right? Is that or am I, am I following uh, the timeline there? I mean, Detroit's had a lot of coaches, so it's kind of hard to keep track. And I think they're going to stick with Dan Campbell. Is it Matt for a while. Patricia? Yeah. Uh, let's see when he's with the Lions. Because his record wasn't bad with the Lions. Um, but, but he got... Uh, 36 and 28. Um, wow. With the Lions. <laughs> for the Lions, I mean, that... Let's go. I mean, that, that's Wayne Fonts type of material Absolutely. we're talking about. He was the first non-interim Lions coach to leave the team with a winning record since Joe Schmidt in the late 60s, early Boy, 70s. Boy, that is... Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That would have been to Matt me. Patricia then, right? Yeah, Matt that Patricia right. followed with, him. With the pencil in his ear. And that was that's right. And that that's was right. a bad move. I mean That was a terrible move. Think For, of the co- you know, there might be a to- topic where the grass isn't greener. And I mean, obviously we just played the one promo. I mean no. going from Glenn Mason to to Brew Brewster was an awful yeah. transition, right? I mean that was that you went from mediocre to bad in a quick hurry. Uh, and it can happen, you know. To the Ravens, uh, uh, for Harbaugh looking, so they the, the so John Harbaugh, they have a process that included twenty one interviews with fourteen candidates. This is trying to you know this is so Harbaugh wow. right because we're just mm-hmm. going to fine tooth comb this, and they go with Munkin and you know when he's put up what the last two years over five hundred yards a game offensively not, and granted it in the collegiate level but uh, will that transpire to the uh, to the NFL level we'll see. But 21 interviews and 14 candidates in Munkin gets it. Now, you've earned that job if you got it. I don't think the Ravens have as good of an NIL deal as uh, Georgia does, though. So <laughs> Probably going to have to take a pay cut. Right now, Georgia is you know, starting to get the pick of the litter of what they want now. So uh, The Gopher men's basketball game has been postponed, and this was absolutely tragic and senseless. And we all, woke, uh, last night when this came in, scratching our head on what, you know, or why. And, of course, politically, everybody splits. Uh, ban every gun That's ever sold yeah. to da 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 da. I'm thinking, but from what we understand, this shooter, uh, no really ties to anything, right? To the athletics right. or, right? In Michigan State? Just so frustrating. And, you know, the, this uh, a sad deal. And a, it's tragic. Well, I mean, that in that whole area there, I mean, you know, close to Flint between the water and, you know, the, the employment and everything else that's going on. That is just a tough area right now. There was a, a story, gosh, in the USA Today, a young lady, what was the the, the high school, was it, it was Ozark, what was the high school that had the shooting a year ago? Um, there's been so many. Of well, them. yeah, that's, I know that's the sad part. But, about but it. a girl that was at that shooting that lost two friends at a high school shooting literally less than a year ago is now at Michigan oh State as a heavens. freshman, and she's sitting in the same courtyard. Oh, my Lord. Isn't that a, unbelievable? So uh, the oh. Gopher game has been, and obviously the, there's a lot of uh, stuff from the uh, from that, uh, the fallout on on that. The uh, last bit of news notes. By the way, Chris Coast is going to be on today. Chris Coast, World Series champion, American Association Manager of the Year. Uh, he's taking his conference down to Florida. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, for like a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, Coaster not only on the Cobbers, but, uh, but certainly get his thoughts on the, the Ghost Runner and the you know bases and Major League Baseball and, and who knows what. Maybe when, you can, when, you can, when you can bring your right fielder into pitch. And, and, and Chris Ghost made uh, a little bit of splash on Twitter last week when he is uh, trying to woo Cole Hamels to be a pitcher for the Fargo-Moorhead Red Hawks and perhaps Chase Utley. Now, we'll see if that's... That'd be pretty good. If that's but they it. work for the American yeah. Association minimum. Think they make about 3000 a month? Yeah. Ride a bus? That'd be something. Peanut butter? If you, if, you, if you can play cribbage with Cole Hamels, that'd be a pretty good summer. It for might him. be a bad trip. Yeah. You know, we got room up in front of the bus with uh, for Cole. I like that. My guess is Cole may fly. yeah that'd be a good get you know i'm guessing some of those guys who could pull that off i bet it'd be fun for him to do for maybe a couple weeks well i was whole summer i don't know yeah and there's been guys that have been in the league i'm trying to think of maybe uh maddie noakes who flew his own plane and then actually had to land it on an arizona highway when maddie was playing with the saint paul saints yeah like literally landed his wow Plane, if I'm, I'm, huh. I don't think I'm just making that up. I'm pretty sure that's stuck in my head from that. But there's been some uh, players out there that have taken some. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, if you if you just love to compete and want to play that, and you know, depend. Maybe you just get. I'm sure there's always that thing in the back of their mind, like, hey, maybe I'll just get a call up because someone got hurt, right? right? I mean, I mean that, and they want to grab because they know what I bring to the you table, know. bring to the clubhouse, that type of thing. Straw but, took the bus. Uh, JD Drew took the bus. You know, wow. Rafi Rafi Palmero, did he take the bus? Uh, Rafi flew once, and I think he I think he flew to some of the deeper. Yeah, <laughs> and, and imagine, most of them were for for. Yeah, the, can't imagine Cleaver. him taking the bus from Cleburne to Fargo the time he was here. I, I remember when uh, when that made such huge news. So Palmero's uh, playing for Cleburne, and they're playing the Red Hawks, and you know ESPN's got cameras, they're taking video of all this, and they will come back and all that. And Trey McNutt, who's a tremendous arm for the Fargo Red Hawks, I think uh, fans him. You know, just just yeah. all of his stuff is so good. You know, right past him puts puts Palmero away, and then Rafi caught up with something that broke later, and he hit a hit a big one. And of course, and I remember Trey on the bus going, "Of course, what video do they use?" <laughs> and I used the one where I just abused him on the first uh, first hit. Right. The second one is that uh, the Wolves going to win last night. Nice win at uh, Dallas, and using a defensive stance after blowing a twenty six point lead, but yeah. that happens. Well, yeah. in the NBA, it really happens. Dallas has the Wolves, it happens a lot. Yeah. Here's what I found out last night watching that, uh, taking that in, was uh, you've got Kyrie Irving and Doncic, two really uh, efficient scorers. And so now Chris Finch basically goes to Ant Edwards during the last timeout. Wolves are plus three. Conley just hit one or two free throws. And timeout called by Dallas. They've got the ball 15 seconds to play down by three. And Finch was thinking, we foul, boys? We was fouling and have the possession late, yeah. but da 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 and and the guy said, let's just defend the possession. <laughs> and Ed Edwards, I forgot who else was on top, but uh, it looked like Kyrie and Don, they just didn't know which one wanted to take the shot. And they got, it's like like having two bad carts at Target, like just banging into each other and they couldn't get it done. And the Wolves get a win, yeah. a nice win. Well, and I think Anthony Edwards, he's 21 years old, right? I, mean, I do believe. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so... And he's starting to play better defense, and it's just dangerous. Like the whole what he game. Could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, just lately, too. I mean, he's like, yeah. I mean, he's just playing better, you know, not always consistently, but I mean, it's coming around. So he's just, I, he's the tip of the iceberg. I like Conley as the point guard, and granted, it's a very small sample 
size, but my biggest problems with Russell is you don't need to score that much when no. you get those guys. And I like his approach to the game. And when Carl Anthony Towns comes back, that's going to be really interesting to see because you're going to have a true quarterback. If you want to use the analogy of you know throwing it to Jarek yep. McKinnon and Kelsey and you know, <laughs> right. you know all these guys down the field and Scantley, whatever. I mean that that is what you're looking at. It's you know it's right. It's my thing when I laugh about people talking about Thielen's production. Yeah, but they do want to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson too, yeah, don't they? Get it Hawkinson. It's and like when Tyus Dalvin was with Cook the Wolves. And, you know his his right. primary uh, effort was not to not to score. I love point guards like that. Yes, I really do. Well, I mean, and he can still score a little bit. I mean, John Stockton, right. I loved him as a point guard. I thought what he brought to the table is the reason that they were so close to winning two world championships if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, right? If you don't like the NBA, and I get it, not a lot of people that, that, that wrap themselves around the NBA, I will tell you this, that Western Conference is oh going to be heavens. insane down the stretch. No, the best thing for the Wolves is for them to add, bring the Seattle Supersonics back in a Las Vegas team and then have Memphis <laughs> right. and Minnesota move to the East. I mean, and I'm being serious right. about that. Well, and the Wolves have got a half-game lead on, on Golden State right now, and they're in the eighth spot, yeah. half-game lead. And sitting at 10 is Utah. You know, now it goes to 10 with some other things in there in the NBA. But and that's if you're facing Golden State that far down, I mean, do you want to match? If you're one of the top seeds, yeah. how would you like that draw? I mean, how, that would stink. The Suns are in fourth, nine games back. The Wolves are in eighth, ten games back. Yeah. That's how tight those spots are. Unreal. Uncra- it's crazy. The uh, Wild uh, fall in a shootout yesterday to the Florida Panthers. So that's it, and there's a man in a trench coat with a boombox yeah. outside your window. Mm-hmm. Call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> or, set, or set the mood with Peter Gabriel. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, Chris Coast. Oh, we'll ask Chris, maybe. He's a music guy. Uh, that coming up next, Coaster on 740, the fan. One out, Chris Coast. He's three for three since entering the game. Swing and a line drive towards straightaway center field. That's going to win it for the Phils. What a comeback. And four hits off the bench for Chris Coast. Might be our best intro for any guest we ever have on the show, Michael. It still is. It stands the test of time. You've tuned in to Tough Guy Radio on one oh on, on, on twelve eighty the ticket. Was that it, Derek? Right? <laughs> that the, was. The ticket, Tough Guy. Now it's seven forty the fan. Here he is, everybody's friend and World Series champion, Chris Coast. Hi, Chris. How you doing, bud? Hey, pretty good there, Tough Guy. <laughs> tough Guy Radio. Coaster, we asked the question since it's Valentine's Day. Uh the song that you turned on when, when you were courting Marsha? Uh, in the car on Valentine's Day would 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 have been what? Uh, in honor of the Breakfast Club, it'd be you know Simple Minds' biggest hit. But I, I do oh. also need to give you a preemptive apology because you know we're going to talk about cover baseball. Yeah. recruiting never stops. I'm currently driving through Backwoods, Minnesota, uh, so if my reception goes out, it's all Concordia and recruiting fault. That's oh. that's what I'm talking about right there. Simple Minds, alive and yeah. kicking. Just or don't a, you forget about don't me. Don't you forget about me. That's what it was. That's what it is. I thought it might be take me out to the ball game, but <laughs> the anthem. Well, we did get married at the ballpark, so true. Pretty understanding. Yeah, yeah, you did. Right, uh, Coaster. We're, we're we're closing in on Copper Baseball. That uh, the the schedule has been set. Uh, set the stage for our listeners, Chris. Uh, you guys had a nice run last year. Uh, St. John's, I think, got you in the playoffs. But set the stage. How do you like the club? You getting ready? Yeah, it's, we're two weeks into practice, and when you see other, you know, NCAA teams and NAIA teams kicking in and playing, it's, you know, we're itching. Then we had a good year last year, a lot of expectations. We we didn't graduate any starters. We got a few transfers, or we had some young pitching uh, that continues to develop. And 
Uh, once again, a lot of expectations. I always say it like this. If we get any kind of coaching, we're going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a funny guy. Funny guy. And Chris with Concordia, one thing I know that there is a, a quantity and quality when you're putting together uh, players for that, that want to get an education, certainly, and, and, and play baseball, right? So how are the numbers looking for you? Yeah, we always carry a fairly large roster, more than, than most teams of JV schedule. Even when we go to Florida, we bring a full JV squad of uniforms with and play five to six JV games as well. So it's with us, it's, it's development, obviously. We want to find good players, but we need our young guys to turn into something at some point. And the best way to do that is, is come up with games and Florida and then have a pretty big roster. We have a because of it. And it makes recruiting slightly easier when I can recruit a kid and say, listen, I can't guarantee that you're going to be a starter, but I can basically promise you to go to Florida. That, that seems to help a little bit. So, uh, and with numbers, that increases your chances of having some uh, players develop sooner than expected. And that's usually what happens with us. Man, I, I'll be your 49 year old Don Zimmer if you want. I mean, if you <laughs> need me on this trip, I mean. I've already offered Jack Michaels that role, but he's yeah. the busiest man on on the True. face of the earth, so he, he hasn't got back to me with his answer yet. I've got a letter into the Summit League to see if they can move that conference <laughs> tournament. Yeah, see, I don't call ball games, though, Chris. That's my advantage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and Derek's probably got lodging down there already, I'm actually going to be you? down there. I have to figure out your schedule, I think. That's a... Yeah, we'll put it online. It's pretty good. And actually, in Florida for us will be a really good test because we have by far the toughest schedule of opponents that we've ever had. So win or lose, when we get back from Florida, we're going to have a really good idea of where we stand, which is a good thing because our conference, the MIAC, has gotten so incredibly strong in baseball. Like everybody's, even the teams that are considered, you know, the bottom half are really, really good. And they'll actually kick your tail if you don't do your best. So it's Florida for us is always really important and, and never more so than this season. Chris Coast joining us uh, in the back row, still recruiting. It never stops. It never stops. Coaster, it, it, do other Mayak schools do what you do? I mean, is Bethel doing that? Is St. John's doing that? Is this uh, Concordia only, your ties with the Phillies and all that? I know you wrap this up into games and, and an event, and the guys raise money to, to, to help pay for this big trip uh, for a week or two down to Florida. But do other Mayak teams do what you do, Chris? Yeah, I think most of them take some form of southern trip. We tend to stay a lot longer than most teams, and uh, we do miss some school. I really hope my athletic director, Rachel, is not listening to this because I don't think she knows. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so it, uh, we, we do stay longer than most teams, and a lot of it is with our not just the weather. Everyone in our conference deals with the weather, but we we are an outlier in our conference, so it's tougher for us to get non-conference Division three games. We'll play – you know, Mayville and Jamestown, and those teams are they're incredibly good, but they don't count towards rankings or potential at-large bids. So when we go to Florida, we have to get in as many games as we can, both for weather but also for, you know, competitive rankings and things like that, which is another reason why it is a positive thing to play such tough teams in Florida. But to answer your question, yeah, everybody typically takes some form of spring trip. Just They're just not nearly as good at it as I am in the planning. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is quite cool and chris you can explain this but it's not like uh 
you know, every one of the players you bring down gets their own room and, and you just invade a hotel down in Florida and operate out of that. You, you have, uh, there's some sense to this, isn't it, with, with the housing down there? Yeah, we stay in uh, like a resort-type area right near uh, Disney, Disney World. It's uh, just outside of Orlando, and there are these gigantic houses, and uh, we, we put a lot of guys in a house, but everybody gets their own bed. It's these, these houses house up to 24 people. We don't put quite that many people, but uh, financially it works out really well, and I always tell recruits this as well. Like We could win the World Series you know, 10 years in a row, but... 20 years from now, when the guys get together and they talk about Concordia baseball, they'll talk about the Florida trip because we've gotten really good at the planning. The, the, the people who put on the invitational, they do an incredible job of matching up teams. And, uh, you know, the facilities have gotten so much better. And it's, it's definitely worth the money, but it, for the baseball side of things, it really is. It's, it's team bonding, but also helps us grow our program and give these guys amazing experiences. So it's, you know, the Florida trip is kind of the hallmark of our whole season. But once we get back north, it's, we pray for good weather, and, and winning the Mayak is always our number one goal. March 28th is the uh, the home opener against Mayville State. Then April 1st is, uh, boom, Mayak hits, and that's, uh, that's April Fool's Day against St. John's, and hopefully the Cobbers can get it done. Chris, when you do start playing them at the Buck, uh, the Buck got a little bit of a facelift. How's that going, uh, Chris, by the way? Dugouts are now up. They're still finishing the, the inside of the dugouts, but the concrete and the block, uh, you know, we already have the turf infield, but the grandstand, the concrete is being done, and the grandstand will be built here shortly as we go. And if anybody's ever been to West Fargo's Legion Field, our grandstand is based a lot off of theirs, so it'll look very similar. It's going to be incredible. we got a new scoreboard coming. Uh, the following year, we should be putting all new turf on the whole field, including the outfield. So a lot of upside and our future, you know, wins and losses, we, we should be pretty good for the next few years. But on the field and the facilities, man, we are we're taking a lot of strides that a lot of us didn't really see coming. So it's, you know, I go to bed at night, the last thing I think about is that new baseball field. So mm. it's, uh, it's certainly a positive. That's fantastic. I'll get a, I have to get a phone like Chris's because his just cutting through the backwoods of Minnesota right now extremely well on 740 The Fan. Coach, we won't keep you long, but um, collegiately, uh, the Mayak uh, isn't doing now what, what baseball, you know, bigger bases, speed up the game, ghost runners, uh, you name it. We've talked about these in, in, in recent days here on the show, but... Where, where's, where's the MIAC with any kind of rule changes? It's essentially the NCA rule. So there's there's like a pitch clock, but at our level, it's, it's based on the, the next two years, the umpires will control, you know, their stopwatch and, and things like that. And there's there's other rules similar, but we don't have the bigger bases. We did vote on the ghost runner, and fortunately that got voted down. And, and at our level, the ghost runner is far less of an issue because – at our level, once you get to like innings nine or ten, the pitching is definitely going to get watered down a little bit, and runs are more likely to be scored than at the professional level. So at our level, the the ghost runner really is never was never really a much of a topic, anyways. To that point, and Derek and Brad jump in on that while we have Coaster. Just a thought or two, Chris, on the changes that we're going to see in baseball. The shift obviously won, and and I was reading this over again. By shift, we're talking about four infielders, two by two, that have to be in front of the outfield grass, right, Brad? That, that's how that I read that. 
that and 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 the bigger bases, yep. uh, the 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 consecutive times you can throw over, or times you can throw over to first before you have to get a ball. Chris, all this stuff that's being implemented in in in, in the game. Uh, do you take it all in stride as, as, as a big league ball player, former big league ball player, Chris, and, and would you have adapted to all of this and been fine with it? Yeah, you know, the game evolved and, and players adapt because you don't really have a choice and eventually things become normal. I don't, I don't mind change. I don't mind certain things. But the two things that I really despise, I despise the, the new shift rule or the no shifting rule. And I could get into that maybe another time as to the, the actual reasons why from a personal uh, standpoint. But then also, you know, not being able to throw over very many times, I think that's asinine. I, I mean, yeah. to, to, to try to entice more base stealing. I mean, if Major League Baseball needs more base stealing, that's what the players should be developed to do. Because I don't see a Mike Trout all of a sudden wanting to steal more bases because they don't want him to get hurt. Even a Byron Buxton might be the most glaring example. Byron Buxton, if healthy, could steal 50 bags. But the Twins don't want him to do that because they want him to stay healthy. So... It's this whole notion that we got to try to entice stolen bases and change the rules of throwing over. I, I listened to your show not that long ago, and you brought up Maury Wills. Yeah. They threw over how many times in a row to try to prevent him from stealing. I just don't think that's necessary whatsoever. I understand trying to speed up the game, but the biggest reason why – there's a lot of reasons why the game takes a long time. One of them is there are a lot of strikeouts. Strikeouts take more pitches, more pitches – takes a lot more time and so enticing more contact i could see being a bigger thing but trying to entice more stolen bases I, it doesn't make any sense to me so players aren't going to try to steal that many more bags in, in my opinion that's just the way it is but another time please bring me on and we will absolutely dissect this shift uh, ridiculous shift rule well i think I think one thing I think you and I agree on a lot of things with the the, the strikes. You know, there's more strikeouts; it takes more time. I think if the strike zone was actually where it should be, it wouldn't be though, because it would entice people to take the bat off their shoulder and either have contact or go sit down. You know what I mean? Where because that's why they have so many guys throwing heat now because they have to throw it by them because I mean they won't give them the black of the plate. You know what I'm getting at? So th- then they can you know I think the most boring play in sports is the walk. Because there's there's nothing to it, and then you have that. That's what led to the rule of throwing over to first base because there's too many walks in the game. Yeah, I agree. You know, the walk. You know, ever since analytics became a big thing, and of course, money ball, and you know, on base percentage, which is a lot of that's understandable. But you know, a, a walk. You're right. It does take a lot of pitches. And I'll say this: pitching is a lot better than it used to be. I know that not everybody agrees with that. It's the reason why pitching staffs are used a lot different than even 10 years ago. And certainly 20 and 30 years ago, there's a lot. It doesn't mean that they're more skilled. They're just people throw harder. There's a lot more breaking balls. Sliders and, and curveballs are a much, uh, they're used a lot more because they're nastier. Pitchers throw harder. I'm not saying they're better than Nolan Ryan. I'm just saying there's more guys like that than there used to be. So, uh, like I said, I just don't, I, the whole shift thing, though, really, that's the one thing that, when I go to bed at night, like I said, I think about the Concordia uh, new ballpark, but I also think about this this shift rule, and I, I would love to have been in those meetings when they were discussing rules and, you know, give the arguments and trying to speed up games and things like that, but, you know, so be it. We champion analytics, do we not, Chris? But yet in the same token, a league pre- prevents you from shifting, which seems counterproductive to the technology and, and the brain trust of using analytics. It, it seems like... One is in contention with the other coaster. 
right. And I was uh, I was doing the Phillies fantasy camp a few weeks ago, and and they uh, we had a Q and A session with the fans, and a, qu- a question came up to Larry Boa, and Larry Boa is as good of a baseball mind as you're ever going to get, and and he said. Who's to say that when Joe Yallo comes to play, they don't take the left fielder and put him where the second baseman would be if there was a shift? So now you have, you still have your three outfielders, but maybe the left fielder has some infield ability, and they put him at the 40-yard line out there where <laughs> the second baseman might have been, and, and now you have to shift anyways because there's really no rule preventing that. And there's definitely going to be some managers who employ that thing. It's going to happen in spring training. It's going to happen on opening day, and I'm kind of curious to see how that will work. Concordia Copper head coach Chris Coast, Red Hawks manager Chris Coast. We're getting set for a Copper season. I have one more, and I don't know, Brad, if Derek, if you have one, but my last one is chance that, that your buddy, Cole Hamels, will be playing for his buddy, Chris Coast. Yeah, there you go. As a Fargamore head Red Hawk. What are the what are the chances? Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm working on it. The chances are pretty slim, but hey, you know, never say never. It's 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 hard to compete with you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers in a potential contract there. But him and I go way back. We're on the same baseball card together from 2006. So I do have a little bit of pull. But his aspirations are major leagues. Maybe we can help him get back there. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe you can get that. Uh, what was the vehicle, Chris, on the uh, no-hitter deal you had with Hamels? Uh, UConn Denali. Yeah, we can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about uh... – you know, while you're at it, Ryan Howard. I mean, it's just uh, just keep going. I mean, yeah, yeah, just a, Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I would take I would take all those guys. But the problem is, I the only thing is, and I know this will also be controversial. I'll take Sam Dexter over Jimmy Rollins. I know that's crazy to say, but <laughs> Jack Michaels, you understand. You got that Sam right, Dexter brother. Oh, yeah. He's, Sam Dexter's as good as it gets. He could play in the major leagues right now. Sam Dexter's put more major league plays uh, together defensively, and then uh, watching Sam's bat just come alive and in big game moments uh, that that led to being a champion in the American Association. Oh yeah, I I would I've said how many times, Chris? I would pay money just to watch Dexter play his position, uh, let alone the whole Red Hawks team play. But that that's uh, exactly right. Plus, probably comes cheaper than Jimmy Rollins. I'm sure that would stay under the American Association salary cap. And the thing about Sam Dexter, as you know, Jack Michaels, he's behind the scenes. He'll he'll go down as the, one of the favorite guys, maybe the number one guy I will ever have coached or managed. And I joke with him all the time that if he and I were the same age, we would absolutely be best friends. Right. We're you know we're very similar in a lot of regards, and you could say this about some guys, but I'll, I'll say this: the, the two guys I have ever come across that are one hundred percent team over self. I know a lot of guys want to say this, but there's only two guys I can ever think of that who was always about the team first, way before themselves, and that was Hunter Pence and Sam Dexter, and that's that's a fact. Oh, that is just large uh, props given out today. Coaster, uh, as always, we just get a lot of stuff from you every time we have you on. We'll have you on again. We'll have a little extended one. Obviously, we'll have you on as uh, as you're uh, uh, playing down in, in Florida. Safe travels to you. Stay out of the wind. And uh, and uh, we will uh, talk to you next time on another edition of Tough Guy Radio. Thanks, Coaster. Giddy up, guys. Good talking to you as always. Could you talk with – see, and Brad, you've taken these bus trips, and Derek, you've been around, Chris. Uh, you can just sit and chat with Coaster. Oh, yeah. For – <laughs> the time flies. I would just listen to him. Right? I don't know if I really have that much to add, I would just then, listen to him. And then when you throw him and Anthony Renz together, it is just you just sit back and go. You might imagine. It, baseball knowledge and knowledge just leaks out of their ears when they start chatting.
So good next stuff. time we have one, we got and maybe we can ask another baseball. The bigger basis thing. What is it? So we don't have feet tied up. It's kind of a safety situation. deal. I yeah. think it's yeah. That's because I couldn't figure it out either. But I guess it's a safety precaution. Yeah. Sox manager Alex Cora says the uh, the bases look like pizza boxes. Correct. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. But so I don't think it's at least a, the size of pizzas that we like. Anyway. <laughs> right. No sauce. I think the um, uh, I don't I don't know if what, what the percentage of, of successful uh, stolen bases is going to be because of the larger. A base and, and whatnot, and I guess the, the data will play itself out. We come back, uh, we'll put a line in the water. I will tell you more about that right after this on 740. The- I got a little, uh, got a little plan for you. Looking for something to do, take part in, uh, be part of the fun. Well, here on this Valentine's Day, we're going to bring in uh, Gene Kelm. And Gene, not just bring you on because it's Valentine's Day, but it is nice to have you on the Valentine's Day today. Uh, we're talking about the Battle Lake Area Sporting Club Fishing Derby coming up. And Gene joins us uh, here. Uh, Gene, first and foremost, we're talking about West Battle Lake in, in, in central Minnesota. But uh, talk about the genesis of this, Gene. How long has this uh, been around? Uh, something new? Uh, talk a little bit about this uh, this event, Gene. Well, before we get started with that, you said it was Valentine's Day. And, of course, uh, Battle Lake and West Battle Lake are the jewel of Ottertail County. So, guys, bring your gals and use that for an excuse. (laughs) Now we're talking, baby. That's right, Gene. That's exactly right. I can see some fish. Brad, there's where you can take the missus tonight or over the way you are. Well, oh, you got a ball game, don't yeah, you? I, I, yeah, well, I've got that. I just say I probably want to get home before uh, the, the wind hits. Yes. <laughs> That's right. We can blow you into that uh, beautiful spot. Uh, this is something fun, Gene, that, that folks can take advantage of. What are we talking about, buddy, this fishing derby? I'm, I'm excited. Well, this is our sixth year, and we started this with family in mind. I mean, we want the family to come. You've got a nice big wheeled house. Or if you have a portable house, bring them, fish in them. We allow it. Uh, great time. It's going to be good weather. We have good ice. Should be a great weekend. And someone told me your first prize is, uh, well, you know, this this is good stuff. A John Deere 560 side-by-side. Is that is that the first prize for this baby? That is correct. Uh, second prize, we have a winter fishing package, which is a portable fish house. Electric auger, a Vexlar, and I believe there's some rods and fishing tackle in that package also. Third place is a load trail utility trailer. And fourth place is a Pit Boss pellet grill. And all of those prizes, you do not have to be here to win. And I tell Gene Kelm joining us today. And and Gene, by the way, since since this station reaches the uh, the region and the fifth largest daytime signal in the country, uh, for those that ha- are listening that that haven't that haven't been uh, you know, in a West Battle Lake or haven't been in a, a parts of Central Minnesota, uh, describe the scene, describe the the fishing, describe you know what they're pulling up through there. I'd imagine there's some real good ones, but but uh, just kind of preach to us a little bit here, Gene, about your uh, beautiful area. Well, we have prizes. For walleye, northern, sunfish, crappie, and bass. And the largest one of those will be $100 each. We have lots of raffles going on. 
Uh, we have the trap team and fishing team from the high school there helping, and they'll be raffling some stuff off. Uh, we have silent auction items. There's plenty to do. We have a food truck out there in case you get hungry or thirsty. There's yeah, ice skating rink right next door. There's a bar on the lake next door. He's, oh. he's got it all uh, right there. And as Gina mentioned earlier, if you want to bring a, a portable house or, or a pull behind, uh, uh, come one, come all. Uh, and that, that's a story on that. But uh, time is of the essence. And, and if you want to jump on board on this and, and take advantage, I'd imagine, obviously, now is the time. Uh, Gene, is there a website or a number that people can uh, call or look for more information? There is a website. The Battle Lake Area Sporting Club has a website that you can get on and ask questions. If you want to buy tickets, uh, we can get you information to do that online. Uh, if you have questions, give me a call, 218-205-0513. 218-205-0513 is the number. That's Gene Kalman. And uh, Derek and Brad, if, if we just want to go hang out there and just have Gene fish for us, uh, but I suppose you can't, Gene, can you? You, you? you can't win the prizes. Well, I'm I'm going to be busy handing out prizes. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> so we, we'd have to do it ourselves. I was going to just hire you, Gene, and then you could do that for, for that. Uh, good stuff, buddy. Uh, and again, as he talked about the raffles, the prizes, the largest fish in various species a uh, beautiful area beautiful part of the, the 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 country for goodness sakes and we've got it right here in our backyard uh, you can give gina buzz at 218-205-0513 or uh, or check them out online that battle lake area sporting clubs fishing derby saturday the 18th gene great stuff good to hear your voice and uh, and have some fun all right hey happy valentine's day happy valentine's day to you and he's right uh, take the to the missus or the mister whichever out there and uh, and, and and get her done Derek, have you ever, uh, Brad, been involved in, I suppose I've asked this before, a fishing contest? No, no, I have no, not. No, I, I have not either. I don't think I have. We've all fished, mm-hmm. but have never been into a, a competition of it. And tis a season where, again, with these, you know, don't put weights in your fish. Don't cheat. You know, That's exactly yeah. right. Just go out there and have some fun. scandals going on here. Yeah, this this sounds like this would be the good mom and pop. Right. Uh, bring the family Absolutely. out thing here. That's, yep, that's what we're looking for. Sixth annual there, uh, West Battle Lake in, in central Minnesota. Derek, you spend time on the lakes. Chris Costa we just had on is yeah. on, a, on a lake in, in West McDonald. Uh, uh, does everybody think like their particular lake is the uh, is the cat's meow? Or is, is there like internal? Well, I think, you know, like, our fishing lake isn't what it used to be, you know, as far as fishing itself. But I think everyone thinks that their lake's the most beautiful place in the world. And right, right. even though every one of them has pretty got their own special thing to it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. I'm yeah. a little partial to where my parents live because it's a very sandy beach for this area. I've so. always been – I'm envious of, of folks, our friends in, on the Minnesota side of those in eastern North Dakota that have, have lakes because we grew up – and I, we had Lake Skakawea growing up, which is beautiful. I had friends that had a cabin out there, and it was it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, but, again – I, uh, horseback leaning mm-hmm. over requesting a song. I was right. I was more landlocked uh, yes. growing up. True uh, on that whole thing, Brad. We've got. I don't. I don't know. We, we don't have time. Maybe to to go through all of the yep. different changes. I do know that that seven forty. The fan, Brad Anderson, sportscaster of the year, was going to be in uh, Holly. You still are. Problem is four thirty. It, it's moved up a little bit. Four thirty varsity only. So pregame will be at four fifteen. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the Barnesville girls game with Norman County East Hill and Hinderdahl will be at 4. 
Uh, there's a few other changes as well. Uh, let me go to the EDC. Uh, they had East Region uh, boys hockey quarterfinals tonight. Davies and Grand Forks Central has been moved up to five at Purpura Arena in Grand Forks, but they are going to play. Uh, let's see here. It looks like West Fargo and South Shanley still on for seven at uh, Shields Arena at the Farmers Union rink. Uh, look at some other changes here. Devils Lake at Horace Boys Basketball postponed until the 18th, till Saturday. And the girls' game between those two teams has been postponed at Devils Lake until Thursday. So some precautions are certainly being uh, yep. taken into effect the game here. Game time's moved up. Red River at Valley City. Boys basketball's been moved up to 4-15. Uh, let's see here. Wapiton, Breckenridge, Wapiton, Fergus Falls. Girls' hockey sectional playoffs on the Minnesota side is at 4 o'clock today in Fergus Falls. Those are just some of the uh, some of the changes. Uh, the, Beat uh, uh, 210. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> that well, and with the wrestling going on at the uh, fabulous Fargo Dome, North Dakota State Wrestling going on over there, uh, Derek, are the Bison at home this weekend too? They are. And are they, they doing the BBF? They're going to be at the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse oh, for the school. Sunday, right? For, yeah, for the Border Bell. They got the uh, Wait Bell. Yeah. I, I, now we were trying to decide what I should get back to why they're there, which is a fun, intimate setting for wrestling, right, by the sure. way. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't really been disclosed why. I, I guess I have to look at why Shields Center is. Uh, but no, it's going to yeah. be fun. That's it is a great place to watch wrestling because it's very, very everyone's you know much closer, much like why volleyball is so cool there too. I was just going to say, with all due respect to the the Shields and the Shack and all that, and how good that it, beautiful facility. I wouldn't move volleyball out of the BBF. Yeah. <laughs> or There's something and, special about it. And wrestling, yeah. too, has, has always had a nice... Uh, of course, back in the old BSA when I used to go there, and it, that, that was, you know... I know the BSA took some hits Boy, verbally, but... Yeah, <laughs> the old UND, NDSU wrestling duels oh, were pretty good, you know, didn't back miss in the it. day. Oh, didn't yeah. miss it. I like it. And, and, uh, and NDSU wrestling is... Uh, I mean, that, that, that was a nice little... I still want to yeah, when you take down one of the all-time great programs in the history of the NCAA the way you did... That's pretty impressive, uh, taking down the Oklahoma Sooners. A, a pretty brand name in the world of college football over the past, I mean, certainly throughout our lifetime, right, no matter what the sport is. I mean, we're, in my lifetime, national championships on football, in the playoffs for football, I, I Orange had, Bowls, I had one of my Final fours. fondest memories uh, uh, playing baseball for NDSU against Oklahoma, and one of my fondest memories, and then we lost 20-8. to eight. Yeah. But I had a fond memory earlier in the game. And they give you a, a home run call. And then it gave me a yeah. home But I don't try to remember the 20-8 to 8 score. All right. I just remember in the You're bottom You're like LeBron the, breaking the scoring record. Oh, we lost? I just remember <laughs> the bottom of the first inning, the PA guy at Norman says, leading off the center fielder, Andre Champagne. I went, that's a cool name. He gets a single up the middle. Our center fielder goes to field it. I go to cover first. Whew. He was on second. I went, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> This dude's got some speed. Catch Brad this afternoon. Brad will try to put a grab bag together for you. Cookies, have a great call. All right, sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> we'll do it again tomorrow. Travis Lamar joining us tomorrow and others on a Wednesday. Common is next at 740 The Fan.